crazy. Thanks for here. All right. Next Tuesday on the tennis ball. What is a pregnant chant? Hi, I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News Brief. The queen of teen, Britney Spears. I forgot to pull up the thing. The cover? What's the song called? Never Ever. Never Ever. Uh, welcome to... Which podcast is this? That's what we called music? Uh, I'm your host, Kendall. With me is my saint of a wife, Molly. Hello. My sister-in-law, Sarah. Hi. And returning for a third time, our very special guest, Joe. Hey. All right. Uh, so today we're talking about Never Ever by All Saints um, from the album All Saints. Uh, let's see. They're a British group, British Canadian girl group um, uh, uh, released on 17, 17 November 1997. So somebody from Europe wrote this Wikipedia article. <laughs> um Later appeared on their compilation, All Hits, and Pure Shores, the very best of All Saints. So All Saints, and, oh, and their remix compilation, the remix album. So uh, All Saints must have been more popular other places than in the United States. Uh, Let's look at Billboard stuff. Uh, Do-do-do-do-do. Um, UK singles, it was got to number one. U.S. Billboard Hot 100 got to number four. U.S. Billboard Mainstream Top 40 got to number three, and a bunch of European <laughs> charts as well. Uh, what's the th- what's now say about this? Four funky females, collectively known as All Saints, are bringing their smart, soulful spirit straight to the top of the pop charts worldwide. The track, Never Ever, off their debut album, All Saints, is already a huge radio hit. All right. Uh, Any facts about this? Yeah, the music of this song is uh, based off of uh, Amazing Grace. Yeah, if you re-listen to it and with that in your mind, you can kind of you can't you can hear it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. Okay, um, so uh, just real fast, so I'll I'll talk about the cover. Um, so this song, um, there's a lot of bad covers of on YouTube. Um, it really is like one that uh, a certain that. So this is not really my favorite genre of music. Um, this sort of like R and B girl group thing. Um, and it, the types of people that post YouTube videos of covers of them are, a lot of them are kind of singing along with pre-recorded backing tracks and stuff. And it just isn't, it's like kind of a worse version of, of the original recording rather than bringing something new to it or even just like being good, um, in in itself. Like I, I don't know. I don't, it's a cliche to say that you look for something new with covers, but I, I mean, if I'm going to talk about a cover on a show like this, it probably should have something 
unique to it. But I did find um, a halfway decent version by, well, the YouTuber is Ruby Dan, but it's Dan and something. Oh, come on. Okay. Ruby and Dan, but it's, it's oh, Ruby Dan. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good, uh, Dan is playing the guitar and Ruby is, uh, singing. Um, Dan is a white guy and Ruby is a black girl. Uh, both do excellent. They do some, and Dan sings too. He does some vocal harmonies and sings real high. Um, so, you know, cause it's a female part, but he sings it and it's good. Uh, my one complaint, um, Molly, what was the thing that I complained to you about the other night? Molly doesn't know what I'm talking about. They go into a part where they start snapping and they snap on one and four on one and three instead of two and four. <laughs> and it sounds awful. And that's Ruby and Dan you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it sounds so, it's like so unforgivable. But I forgive them anyway because it's otherwise a pretty good song. Um, so, Joe, what memories do you have of this song? Absolutely none. I I remember the name All Saints. I feel like they were on, like, my All That soundtrack or some sort of <laughs> random <laughs> mix. But I, for the life of me, could not tell you any of their songs. Even when I was, like, listening to this earlier just to, like, try to refresh my memory about these songs... Um, I do not remember it anywhere. I don't remember anyone talking about All Saints. Mm -hmm. I don't, it, they were just, they were there, I guess, but like, yeah, they just yeah. kind of blended in the background there. I guess they were kind of like a, I mean, like, I didn't even know they were British Canadian or so they guess they were just kind of like a second-rate Spice Girls. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. yeah. I mean, they probably they probably were more popular in the UK, and that I mean now originally was a UK series of albums, so that would so it would make sense that they would throw something on there that was maybe a little more popular out of it. Also, 1997, you were nine, mm. I was I was ten. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's it's not like we were uh, connoisseurs of of the zeitgeist. Yeah. Unlike Molly now. Molly, you were a connoisseur of the zeitgeist <laughs> when this came out. Do you have any memories? You say so. No, I vaguely remember All Saints. I do not remember this song at all. I don't. So. Yeah, I don't think that this is, this is not a song that I've probably heard in 20 years. But when I brought it up and listened to it, I knew the words. So I definitely uh -huh. <laughs> heard it back then. But yeah, I don't have any specific memories. Mm -mm. So I have one very specific memory of this song. So I had a friend named Zach in sixth grade. And we would talk on the phone a lot like 12-year-olds do. And I don't know if I saw a if I saw a live performance on MTV of this song or or what but in that but we would always say that monologue at the beginning <laughs> with like an exaggerated British accent <laughs> especially because she kind of says instead of saying what I've done wrong she's like it's like a little what I've done wrong like just you can just barely if you're listening for it tell but I don't know if it's because I listened to it over and over and over and over again and just exaggerated exaggerated or what but I was like, I need to know what I've done wrong and how long it's been going on. You know? Okay. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, I, I just, I very, very distinctly remember that. I do not really remember much else from this song, <laughs> about this song. Um, the one thing that I noticed when I was listening to it, um, so you guys remember It Wasn't Me by Shaggy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time she comes in, she's like, it's in the calendar. I thought it was going to be that guy from Sha- from It Wasn't Me. <laughs> you know, the, you can't, the guy that you couldn't understand the words that he said? Yeah, yeah Shaggy. Yeah, yeah, Shaggy. That was Shaggy. That was yeah, Shaggy. I never knew if that was Shaggy or if the other guy was Shaggy. No, no, Shaggy, no. Shaggy was the... Was be a true player, got to know that. See, I, I don't want this to go the wrong way, so I'm trying not to do the accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, eh. I mean, in all honesty, the song was kind of bland, like, listening to it. It's like, yeah, it just, I don't know, it didn't do anything to me, for me. Yeah, the, and the, the chorus really goes on and on and yeah. on. Which I think is, I mean, that's mm. the case of a lot of, of a lot of these kinds of songs. Um, the album version is a six minutes and 29 seconds long. Yeah. The single version is five minutes, 15 seconds long. The UK radio edit is four minutes, 54 seconds long. And the US radio edit is three minutes, 57 Whoa, seconds Whoa, they cut long. it down. So, because yeah. of tension spans. Uh, <laughs> which, it says one, it says which version it is on, in, in now. Which version is, is it on, that's on now? Uh, it says single edit. It's a single edit. Okay. Four so. minutes, 54 seconds. Okay, so that's interesting. Because the single version is supposed to be five minutes, 15 seconds, but mm. four minutes, 54 is the UK radio edit. Mm. So, I'm, doesn't maybe they just split down the line between the UK and the US radio edits? Yeah. Like the US one's short, the UK yeah. one's kind of long. Let's just put yeah, it. In well, the four, I mean, four fifty four is what it says is the is the UK, so it's probably the UK version. That explains it because I think that the uh, I think the opening monologue is longer than I remember it when I was mm. a kid because it was like she says that like you know. Like, you know, just, how long is it? I don't know. I don't remember the words, but. um, The video is kind of crazy. It's like all these like interspersed images of like fire and flowers. And then they, they like multiply like the girls in a band. (laughs) Videos. And only one of them can be the real (laughs) Spider-Man. So, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I, so. So this one, this video, I thought actually kind of worked. Like it was being, I mean, it was being serious and being, but uh, I think it works sometimes when when music videos just are sort of giving you images and ideas rather than trying to be a narrative or trying to be something specific. Kind of reminds me of Stewie's uh, cover of Everything I Do, I Do It For You on Family Guy <laughs> when he covers the Brian Adams song. I, I I'm familiar with the Brian Adams song. I'm not familiar with the Family Guy reference, but that's okay. Molly's giving uh, Joe a, a dirty I don't, look. No, I didn't mean to be a dirty look. I was trying to remember because I watch a lot more Family Guy than you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I liked. I actually liked the video. Um, I know you guys were a little, were a little not not as big of fans of it, but uh, yeah, I I liked. 
I like to this is a guy with the flamethrower. I mean, it's it's very ninety. It really yeah. is that late nineties R and B feel. Like it's a lot of dark blues and mm-hmm. blacks. Uh, the church setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're singing in her church. Um, There's like white cloth curtains yeah. blowing around. Yeah. Um, I think what it comes down to is. When I was when I was younger, I tried to make music videos a handful of times, and I always thought I looked dorky in them. But now, going back and watching music videos, most music videos people look dorky in them. <laughs> That's true. Um, but uh, this one, I kind of thought they looked cool. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Also, they look like they're a little bit. You. I don't know. They look like they were a little bit. They were actually grown women, not like teeny boppers, which maybe helped. All right. Uh, very super special guest Joe. Uh, what? Uh, where? Where do you put this on uh, TRL? Uh, I mean, wouldn't retire. Maybe make it like I'm gonna say like fifteen days. Maybe peak it in like number six, number five. The being the most generous, number five. Mm-hmm. But. Okay. Sarah. Yeah, I don't think it would have made it to number one just because none of us remember it that well. So I'm going to say it was like 10 days. Didn't make it to number one. I'm saying only five days on Tyrell. See, that's interesting. I kind of feel like, I mean, this is still kind of before all the crazy TRL folks. I mean, it might have been, I don't know, Backstreet Boys might have been around by 97, but by late 97, but uh, I guess they must have been, but still, I don't know. I feel like this, I feel like this was pretty popular, and the fact that, um, the fact that I was singing along to it in the summer of 2000 must have meant it had some staying power in, to to the MTV folks. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, 35 days um, and I think it probably got to number one twice. All right. Um, and uh, so, as always, you can find me at K Hallman on Twitter, KendallCast.ninja. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, subscribe to the feed, the KendallCast feed on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, don't look for them on uh, social media, but uh, uh, Joe Inch, what is your home address? Uh, I live in a van down by the river. Uh, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, uh, so, um, you should never ever miss the next episode. <laughs>